Hi, it's Kylie and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. This week's attribute of Kuvora is all about setting boundaries and leaning into discipline. When it comes to my life, I have my moments, but that's often something I struggle with. Not the organizing part, I actually love making lists of things, but I struggle when it comes to the discipline that's needed to bring the things on my list to life. I have ideas and goals, but in order to carry them out, I need some more Kuvora. To help me get that, I'm turning to the resident taskmaster at Tablet, Sam Hacker. Sam is the chief administrative officer at Tablet Magazine and previously spent five years at The Moth in roles across fundraising, finance, and operations. She worked with both its creative and administrative teams. So basically, when it comes to keeping creative, which is code for flexible, not-so-disciplined people organized, and managing all their needs, Sam has a gift. So every week of the Omer has a different trait that Jews are given the opportunity to focus on. The first week was about expansiveness and love, and it's this like unending flow of compassion goodness. And then this week is discipline and restraint. And I feel really comfortable with the first week because <laughs> you just let things go and you just you just are. But putting boundaries on things and creating containers, that's harder for me. And so I'm talking to you because you like scheduling and your job is to create order, is to bring structure to order. And that's really hard. And so I just kind of, I want to talk to you because you're doing it and I want to learn from you. I love that. Wow. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually really bad at containing things and like putting up boundaries in my personal life, but somehow in my work life, it really I don't know, maybe that makes me unqualified to speak to you about this, but at least for my professional life, I'm really, I think I'm pretty good at it. Part of what came up last week is is creating a sense of internal value and feeling value for the things that you do and for yourself in the process of doing those things. There's kind of a gap for me, I think, when it comes to certain projects of putting enough value on myself doing them to really create those boundaries. And so I think what I'm most curious to ask you is how did you become you? (laughs) Like, how did you become the person who created those boundaries for yourself, even if just in your work life? I like responding to things. I like having things that I need to do as they come up and responding to them, and I'll know I'll do them. But the idea of sitting at the beginning of my week and scheduling out my week sounds terrifying in its own way. It's like boxing myself in. Right. Because it's sort of two different metabolisms almost. Like I always think that I would be really bad working in a restaurant because I'm actually not really good at dealing with things as they come up. I'm just not as good at responding to things in the moment. So actually the first thing I would say is like, you should be proud of yourself that you have that flexibility and that that's like definitely a skill you could teach me about being sort of up for dealing with things as they come. So don't, don't beat yourself up over that. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, how I became myself is like through a whole lot of having anxiety for many years and then figuring out how to manage my anxiety. And for me Mm. as an anxious person, like creating order where I could, where I had the control to create order was really great. So even in my first job out of college, I remember my boss at the time had told me like, you have your job and this is how you do your job. 
But like, besides that, no one is going to tell you how to do your job. No one's going to demand. I was very lucky. And it was also like 2010 and we weren't so connected to our phones, but like, she was like, I'm not going to tell you when you need to be on your email on the weekends. Or like, she actually gave me a lot of freedom to tell myself and remind myself that I have a lot of control over things in my life. And I didn't really think at at that time that I had such ability to control such things in my life. So I think one, being an anxious person, and then two, realizing that I have the ability to create my own order and like figure out what order means for me. Like I'm a very visual person. So a lot of order that I need is really just visual order. Figuring out what way you need order the most for me, it's very visual. So like my like to-do list could be kind of a mess, but if my house is clean, that's really helpful to me. I love making lists. It's funny. I think my nature in ways is actually very orderly and that's not what I was necessarily always surrounded by. So I kind mm. of learned to adapt and I got, I have, you're right. I have a great skill of flexibility, which helped me balance out, I think, the more rigid seeking order side. But the biggest thing that I'm getting from what you're saying is actually the feeling of like having responsibility over your life. Exactly. And that sense of this is yours to shape. And so it's like ownership. Like you feel ownership over your life and over the direction that it goes in, which is a, it's kind of a barrier. I think everybody reaches at it at a different point in their lives. Yeah. It's almost like a, a two-sided coin. There's like ownership of your life. And then I think there's a real opportunity to ask for accountability or seek people to keep you accountable that I do a lot. Like I really lean on my partner to keep me honest and on target about certain things, like certain things where I, I need him to do that. So yeah, it's this fun thing of being a grown up or like in your twenties and thirties where you're like, okay, I still like, for me, I feel like I'm 16 years old all the time. And I had a lot of chaos in my life when I was 16. So it's like, I have to remind myself that I'm 34 and in charge of my life and in charge of making yeah. order. I think I felt like I was 80 in an old age home and then got younger. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and now I'm trying to find the middle. Now I'm just trying to be 28. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like learning what that is. But the nursing home was great. <laughs> like, yeah. Was a good well, I life. bet. I mean, do you say nursing home because people were like taking care of you or because you had no responsibilities or like? I don't know. It was kind of like you're old. You just like live. You've got all this wisdom. I was just like a yeah. wise philosopher mm-hmm. in my head. And I don't know. You're not you're free of responsibilities. You don't have to pay your taxes anymore. Like uh, You did yeah. the responsible life and now you're at the end of it. And I like skipped all of the steps to get there because I'm an old soul. So I was able to just do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I once it came to taking responsibility, it was like youth. And now I'm like finding the middle the middle spot. I think I need to compliment this interview with a therapy session. I think that's like... I mean, I I cannot recommend a therapist. (laughs) But it is a bigger... Like, I think I went into this week with the thought of restraint and discipline being something that you just implement in your life. What I'm realizing and what you're helping me see is that this is actually kind of bigger than that. And building on the compassion also, like I can appreciate what I do have, which is flexibility and now just incorporate other skills to complement that so that I'm able to achieve what it is that I'm put here to achieve and do what I want to do. Discipline and order are great if they help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. But like I have a lot of friends who are artists and their discipline is sort of giving themselves free reign over their life. Discipline can look 
a lot of different ways to different people. And so I wouldn't be hard on yourself about needing to be more rigid. Like I would really, this is probably terrible advice for an episode about discipline, which is like, be less disciplined. <laughs> no, I think that's going to be the theme for like all of the weeks, which is just be kinder to yourself, be easier. It's not that rigid. It's not that hard. Like I go in expecting it to look a certain way. And then the end goal is, well, it's actually pretty flexible and you're doing it okay. <laughs> that I think is probably it. It's like, what, what really do you want to accomplish? Like I, when I look at my, I'm like a freak about my to-do list and I have a to-do list for the day and then I have a to-do list for the week and then I have a to-do list for the month. This is all just for work. It's crazy. (laughs) But it's because some things can't be tackled in a day. And so I don't want to lose them, but I also don't want them to be perpetually on my to-do list because then every day I'm going to look at it and say, I can't get this done today, but I want, you know, some oversight over it. But all of those things really add up to mean like, what do I want to accomplish? And really for me, like, how do I want to see myself as a person who accomplishes these things? Like, yeah, there are things on the my to-do list that I never get done, but that's because to me, like, they're just not high priority. You can't, not everything can be high priority in your yeah. life. So what are the things that, that I want to get done on my to-do list to show that I'm the kind of person that gets these things done is like a big way of how I approach my own to-do list. My do for the week was lighting Shabbat candles on time, like being disciplined about that. Oh, I love that. And I found that though it's kind of, I like having the space. There's this period of 18 minutes after the assigned candle lighting time, which is like wiggle room. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I go into the wiggle room. I think in Jerusalem, it's like 40 minutes or something because you're in a holy city. So you have like right. long, you have wiggle and room. because you're in Israel, so it's chill. Everyone's like, yeah, don't, don't <laughs> exactly. If you light candles, you're doing well. But by giving myself, by assigning myself that task, it felt like the world moved mountains for me to achieve it. Like by mm. setting out to do that, everything fell into place in the way that I needed it to. No, I didn't think I was going to light on time and I did. Well, I'm actually curious. What do you, how did you go about accomplishing that? Like, do you set a reminder on your phone? Do you, is it just this thing that lives on the back burner of your mind that you're like, oh, remember, you have to do this thing? Yeah, it was more a mental commitment. I had a reminder yeah. on my phone, but it was also just a mental commitment. And and I, yeah. you know, I think the reminder did help because it gave me my calendar app popped up an hour before candle lighting time. So I knew when it was coming. But really, like committing to it in my head was three quarters of the battle. Well, for me, it's actually funny you say that because I, so I just got married a week ago. Oh, mazel tov. Thank you. And um, my husband and I kept saying, oh, once we're married, we really want to start lighting Shabbat candles. And we told this to our rabbi, who's our friend, like six months ago. And she's like, you can start now. And I was like, I don't know, something about like, once we're married, that's when it'll be real. And well, we've only had, I guess, one Friday night that we've been married. (laughs) We did not light Shabbat candles. But I was thinking about it earlier today, like, well, what could I do to start getting myself to do it? Because yeah, I could set a reminder on my phone. And then I'll check it. And maybe I'll do it and I'll check it off and be like, oh, I did that. But will it feel as good? Maybe. Not. But then I was like, oh, we have these like beautiful Shabbat candles and these beautiful mm. candlesticks. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to start leaving them out on the table because visually it will remind me that there's this thing I want to do that's really like on my to-do list. But it's more like what is, I don't need another thing on my to-do list to check off. I really just want to like savor the moment. And how can I savor it? It's like seeing the beautiful candlesticks on my table. And it speaks to you visually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah, hugely. So, you know, if you're someone who, who like won't notice them, 
you know, maybe that tactic will work for you. But for me, like seeing them on the table, having dinner every day, seeing them. And then on Friday when I have dinner and then I see them, I might not get in the 18 minutes. So I might be late. But again, for me, it's like, you know, just getting it done would be great, even if I'm off timing. So yeah, figuring out what works for you. I love that. I love that. That's really good advice. And this conversation has given me more room to breathe. So I really appreciate you. Oh, good. My pleasure. I went into this week thinking that I needed a drastic change in my life. I thought I needed to become a new person in order to be successful. Sam helped me reframe my issue and in true Svirata Omer fashion, built on what I worked on last week with the trait of self-compassion, she helped me understand that I'm already doing fine. It's kind of crazy that I keep having to remind myself of this, but that's where I'm at. And thus far, these interviews have been a great opportunity to remind myself that that's okay. And so, with yet another week feeling a sense of comfort with myself, Tomorrow, I'll wrap up week two of the Omer with a reflection on Gvura and everything that I've learned. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Nine Days to Stretch My Soul is a production of Tablet Studios. The show is hosted by me, Kylie Unell, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Josh Cross, Quinn Waller, Robert Scaramuccia, and Sarah Fredman-Ader. Our team includes Stephanie Butnick, Leah Leibovitz, Mark Oppenheimer, and Tanya Singer. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. For more of me, you can follow at Kylie Unell on Instagram. For more information about this or any other of Tablet's podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts.